Welcome back to another episode of the Coach's Corner Podcast. Today we got Ali Brown, and I was sitting here probably for the last two hours kind of looking into your bios and looking into your stuff, looking into your content. I'm like, how am I going to introduce Ali? And really the best way that I knew how, when it's flat smack down in the middle of your website here, is the most recognized entrepreneur coaches in the world. And I was going to have you let us know a little bit more about that and how did you claim that title? Your stuff is amazing. Um, and I'm really excited to dive into this. Thank you. You know, I'm working with clients. We call that your BFD statement. And um, it's why you're a big fucking deal. Yeah. And um, <laughs> as I was working it's on it, I'm deal. like, what is mine? And going back through, um, you know, I, I, this is one of those conversations where I try not to sound so old, but I've been doing this so long and have had so much media and so many accolades and awards and stuff. I'm like, you know what? Damn right. I could say that. Yeah. And, and it feels really great to do that. And, um, and having gone through so many re, um, renditions of coaching and, and having different models of coaching businesses and working with different types of clients, it's, it's really been this um, amazing adventure that I wasn't even looking for. And I'm just such a big fan of coaching still. I think it's gotten a bad rap in some ways because Big it's time. been just um, – bastardized and and misused as a term but people need coaches right now more than ever yeah yeah what what made you fall in love with with coaching probably the, my, the human yeah. and helping side of it but what what really made you fall in love with it i'm interested oh um i was a client so in my 20s i i came out of school guns ablaze and thinking like i was gonna go you know get the corner office. I'm going to work my way to the top. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And I was just grossly disappointed like with, with the real world. And I went through about six different jobs in six years. And then I, I landed in New York at this little ad agency where I finally realized I could be uh, probably a pretty good freelancer. And um, I was a copywriter and had gotten good at that and had done some part-time study and was getting, you know, pretty well versed at like doing jobs for different types of clients and healthcare, you know, automotive, anything. This little ad agency was a great experience. So when I decided to um, set out my own, I joined one of those breakfast networking groups, which typically, you know, many of those are a waste of time. But there's this great gal that that uh, I met and I said, what do you do? She said, I'm a life coach. And I'm like, oh, come on. You know, it's in New York. So you're like, yeah, okay. She's like, I help people live their dreams. And I'm like, all right, yeah. Tinkerbell, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, didn't take her you know, seriously at all, really. And um, after like struggling a bit with my first renditions of my business, I'm like, my God, you know, I need someone to talk to at the very least. That gal seemed nice. She, she, her price was reasonable. Let me just try this thing. And got so focused and free within a few months of the, you know, the exercises she took through. Just learned so much on how to think differently about. Um, designing my business around who I wanted to be and like was because it just really shifted my awareness and I loved it so much that I actually looked into becoming a coach for a while and she trained with Thomas Leonard who yeah. some of you listening may be familiar with and he's been long gone um, but his his original stuff was just so brilliant and um, as I got into business I found I was using a lot of coaching skills I didn't even realize I would be when you're working with clients because they're making so many hard decisions about their business that is related to themselves. And it, it's not like decades ago where your work was very compartmentalized. And and especially right now, and especially most of my clients are women. And I also work with evolved, by the way, um, some of them behind the scenes, you know. 
and I don't care if you post that you work with me or not. I'm just, you know, honored to work with you. And um, they they want a more holistic view and need a more holistic view of their career, their business, their life, and how this all lines up yeah. in the end. I love that you said the keyword holistic. I was like, um, way back even in fitness, I thought <clears throat> when I first, first started coaching was a fitness, I was like one exercise and like everything was just in little chunks until I learned the body is an entire unit and the soul and the mind and the spirit is all interconnected with it. So the better we can treat it as a whole. And when I moved into really building businesses, I thought the same thing of like, everyone's so obsessed with the little strategy, the little headline, yeah. tweak, the little marketing gimmick, the click funnels. And what I love about you is you were like, right somewhere on your website, you said there's no, or you don't specialize in any single specific formula formula. You go beyond the industry formulas and you spot hidden opportunities which excites me right now as of this recording, we're kind of smack down in the middle of this COVID-19 thing. And, you know, I think most of the world is, is hiding, but I think there's a lot of opportunities, which I'm sure you're seeing and hopefully you're willing to, to, to share on what, what is going on. Yeah. Well, um, from a a market level first, I just want to raise everyone's awareness and then I really feel coaching is going to be more relevant than ever. And I mean, real coaching, like the kind you do, Lucas, you know, that like the kind I do, um, where you're really working with the client to help them achieve their best result. So this isn't like imposing formulas on people. That really drives me crazy when people call themselves a coach. And I'm like, no, in this situation, you're more of a trainer. You know, you're training yes. on a system. And man, people get locked into systems. They get locked into models. And I've had some clients walk in my door who've worked with the same person maybe for many years and they come in and they're like, well, no, I can't change this because this is how it all works. And I'm like, oh my God, you're just the like brainwashing, right? Yes, so yes. the questioning is so important. So people cool. are questioning a lot right now and they're going to need someone to help them navigate through the questions that are surfacing. They're going to have questions about their business model. They're going to have questions about their purpose in their life. They're going to have questions about um, just, just everything's coming up now that if something hasn't been disrupted, it was now just disrupted. The entire educational system was just disrupted. So now, you know, I'm getting sources and advice on homeschooling because I actually think I want to do this with my kids now. Like, so yeah, cool. it's all, it, it's, it's messy in the middle. But coming out the other side, I think you're going to have a lot of people looking for sound advice, realizing the value of that. I think that's going to increase. Behind the scenes, for those of us running businesses, I think you are about to witness, if if it's not already, um, a real shakedown that's going to be separating the men from the boys, the women from the girls. There has been such this influencer culture which, you know, we're all influencers, we're all online, right? But I think some of you know what I'm talking about, just a lot of that um, veneer is fading away. And uh, there's been some articles even like in, lately in Vanity Fair, Wall Street Journal, like, is this the end of the influencer? Yeah, yeah. Is this time of, of the shakedown? And my God, I hope so. I want half them to fall off the map. Because um, I just think people are getting taken for a ride. And, yeah. and in good times, you don't have to be as good. Times right now, yeah. if you know what you're doing, if you really want to help people, you really need to shine. That may require you shifting up your model. And, um, you know, I've been through every every variation of uh, coaching. For, you know, starting off one-to-one, -one, which I still think is one of the best ways to get started. Actually talking to people, not hiding behind your, you know, website um, to running programs with just hundreds and hundreds of people in there 
we had, um, you know, I did everything from $100,000 private consulting to we had a $10 a month CD club. I mean, cool, we, cool, we were doing cool. just everything. everything. Yeah. Um, and then I hit a point that I realized I had to, like, get really clear on what I stood for, that I couldn't cool. keep serving everyone. So these variations, you know, my best advice is just give yourself permission for your business to follow your personal evolution. Where I see people getting stuck or things will start imploding is when their business is not following who they are. And you mentioned something earlier, Lucas, and that, you know, this is about the the questioning and, and who am I and, you know, have there been layers I've been putting on and every level I go through this myself and going like, who am I now? What, what's been let go? What, yeah. what am I aware of now? And how is this going to help where I'm going now? And man, if people aren't allowing themselves to do that right now, that's when I think they're going to have a hard time. Yeah, that's beautiful. I think you said two things that really resonated. One of them was that shakedown of the influencer stuff. And I think what you meant behind that, just to make it tangible for people, is at least what I learned was, I mean, way back in the early days, I had the pro photos and my life was perfect. And I made sure everyone knew my life is perfect when it wasn't. And when I started dropping that and just being like, yo, here's my life. Here's the mess. Here's what's going on. Oh, not in a victim, not in a victim way, but here's the lessons that I've learned from my mess or here's the lessons I'm learning. Um, the connection, I mean, sales was no longer sales. It was a quick conversation and someone would work with me. And so I think influencer marketing worked very well. There was a point where everyone was doing it. And now I think what you're saying is moving forward, be real, be raw, be, be authentic. And influencer is not just about the photo on Instagram. It's the meaning behind it and how you're showing exactly. up, right? On the flip side, you see people sometimes, um, not sometimes, I mean, you see it is, I, th- I think there's people take advantage of the whole this is my my real story. I call it vulnerability vomit. Yes, yes, um, okay. And and you know you see people kind of just like dragging us into their mat. I'm like, you know what? Maybe get through the mess a bit, and then 100. you have the the uh, qualifications to talk about it. <laughs> I, I just love think that. There's I a love lot that. of mess sharing. Maybe True. more in the female category. That's really what I follow. But I see a lot of this, um, you know, the mess sharing. You got to remember something too that that you want to be a professional. And there's a way, I think we've lost that line, drawing that line somewhere. And um, it's important that you are also making sure that your credibility is coming through. So it's a mix of that relatability, but along with that credibility. I've worked with some amazing people walking in my door and we realized that they've gotten so good at bonding with their followers. They're so great at Mm. uh, being real and accessible to their clients, but they've lost the fact of why they're really good at what they do or really credible. I've had um, women come in who don't even mention the fact that they have like an MBA and speak three languages or they coach Fortune 500 CEOs um, because they got so swept into the influencer kind of mentality, you so know, great. and want to be, so hey, great. girlfriend, yeah, hey, girlfriend, let's great, we can do great. it. Great, totally, I'm like, totally. I like that. that you, uh, yeah, coach. I like that. I like that. So it's kind of the idea between, um, I mean, this is something I, I always am investigating is let's just say you are a boss, you want to be a friend and relatable, but there's still some fine line between, I mean, they're here to pay you. And I remember seeing that in fitness all the time is trainers would become way too buddy buddy with clients where eventually like sometimes the client wouldn't pay and it was like just that it got a little bit too watery. That's what you're getting at kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're the yeah, authority. There's, there's a... And, and I think maybe, I don't know if it's a generational thing either, you know, I don't know, but I, I grew up, um, knowing where to draw a professional line and yeah. I feel 
you know, if you guys watch my feed, you'll see a lot about my kids and my life. But and and here's the thing too: the line's different for everybody. Yeah, yeah. But I I do I just want to emphasize to everyone right yeah. now: people need to know not only that you're relatable and real, but also how you really can help them. Like how long you've been doing this, how what kind of work you do, what are the breakthroughs you can help people experience? Sometimes we forget the obvious. Owning it up, owning it, and 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 carrying it well. Uh, then you then the second thing you mentioned was the question. This is a question that I have been. I was literally just writing an article about it yesterday. Of who am I when I was when I first got my driver's license? I'd go up this mountain, and at sixteen, like there's like people making out in their car, doing drugs, or smoking weed, and I sit in my car just literally looking at the city, being like, "Why am I here? And who am I?" It was just this weird obsession. And eventually, at one point in my life, I stopped asking the who am I, and like I just started asking who do I want to be, so I could recreate myself at any moment and just own who I am. So it's something that I'm, I'm obsessed with these days. But you kind of said uh, evolving the business or as you evolve personally. And I think coaches, it's a really interesting place, at least from my experience, because we are so obsessed. I read for hours a day. I'm in deep conversations all day. It's so meta, right? Who am I here and out there? And- right. And it's always shifting. But I think we're so, at least some of us, and if you are or not, it doesn't matter. But at least for me, I'm obsessed with growth and anything, any challenge, any hardship, I'm like, let's walk through it so I can grow. Hence, there was so much in my business, like, I'll just, I'll always have a new idea or I want to do something new. And it's kind of putting the brakes on a few things or getting obsessed with building systems so things can run by themselves. Mm -hmm. And I can start the next chapter of the business or the next thing. So when you say people aligning or, or finding out who they are, what do you mean by that? As in, there's people launching businesses just for the money and they're going to right. be forced with a lot of pain because they're not fully authentic, like genuinely them. Let's just dive into that a little bit because I yeah. see a lot of it. I have my own take on this. It pisses yeah. me off when I see someone yeah. not aligned and then just doing it to do it. And I'm like, what are you doing? But just yeah. your view on it. Yeah. And I think, look, there's different categories of business where, you know, I have some colleagues and, and clients who are, are not so personally attached to the work, right? And so you have some people, for example, who just go see a business opportunity, start a company, grow it to a gazillion dollars yeah. and sell it. But like, yeah. and somehow, some way, they it doesn't have to be so intrinsic. Yeah. Then there's people like us mm-hmm. and it's so much different. And I can't mm-hmm. explain why or mm-hmm. how, but it's a much different way mm-hmm. of expressing ourselves, expressing our values, knowing that we personally have this great work to do in the world. It's a much different conversation. Almost like and art. I always think yeah. of it as art, like we're and, artists. And people like yeah. us are the ones that I'm talking about, yeah. you know, not yeah. the ones who say, you know what, I could start a golf ball business or yeah. I don't know, something. So <laughs> the, the Gary V's, they're just great at, they just have, they love the money game, I think, which yeah, is yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I'm yeah, like, the money's cool. Yeah. But. We're more of this evolutionary, you know, we're, um, we're here to affect change, internal and external. Like it's very change based. And, and so I think those of us, when we get misaligned, is when things start blowing up. There was a pivotal book that I read, um, first read it, I think about 2009, and it did nothing for me because I was in the middle of being missed all that, had the huge programs, and I mean, we had a program for you and your dog, and I'm jetting around, and and uh, read it again right after I had my twins, and it was about 2014, and it's called The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and it's a quick read. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Older guys, been around a long time, so have you heard of them? Mm-hmm. But man, I wept. I wept when I read that book. And the part that got me was that he talked about, there was this chapter called about being trapped in your excellence. Mm. 
And above excellence, there's this zone of genius. And, you know, excellence is where we start off being successful and we land and everyone sees us as a success in this category and things are working and and it's what you're known for. It's what you're reliable for. Your team gets paid because of that. Like it's all lining up. And then this new level will kind of come up and it's your genius. And it's painful because you've probably already locked yourself into a business built around your excellence. And so, you know, we had um, incredible programs and I still hear to this day, like people will write me on Instagram. So like, you know, your stuff changed my life. I still have your binder. You know, I used to sell all kinds yeah. of courses and stuff that was just, just, but I was so creatively starved at that time. I know internally for me. And um, that was such a breakthrough in saying, you know what, how about the next few years I start having the courage to let go of anything that is not only in my genius. And man, when people ask me, what are your proud, what's your proudest accomplishment? And they're expecting like one of these awards or Inc 500 or having the, um, you know, some of the clients that I've had in my kind of hall of fame roster. And, and I actually tell them that I said the, the, my biggest accomplishment was having the courage to let go of the success that I had built in order to rebuild the, what I really knew I was here to do. Yeah, that's so powerful. And, um, you know, for some of you that may not make sense right now, but I guarantee you give this a listen again in like five years and and it'll it'll land for you. Yeah. Absolutely. That's so powerful. And I, I can relate to to a lot of that. What what was like your first and for anyone listening, you you know, the pain of this. And I'm probably on the tail end of the new evolution because I'm like, man, I need to let go of this. It's going to mean it's going to cost money. It's going to create risk. It's going to do this. But I know this has to be done. And if I lose everything, I don't care because I know it's the right choice and it'll work. So and that's happened a few times with me. Um, But you at that point, you you said you had all these courses, all these clients, and you were doing really well. What did that look like? Was that a total black and white done or was this like, hey, I'm going to make a three three year game plan to transition? It started, um, actually take it back. It it started percolating before I met, who's now my husband and we had twins very quickly, by the way. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Healthy, fertile Myrtle. Um, When I was on a show called Secret Millionaire on ABC in 2011 and uh, quick quick premise of the show because it really relates to where we're going and the, the premise of the show is they take a very successful person and pull her, him out of their environment, um, you know, no identity, no phone. You you live on welfare wages for the week in like a really shitty situation. You're working with people in some emotional situations. And at the end of the week, you give away $100,000 of your own money. When I first heard this whole thing, I'm like, this does not interest me at all. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, No. The producers kept calling. They said, we, we really think um, not only would we love you, of course, but we we think that you'd really enjoy this experience. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I looked at it again. And you can still see the episode, by the way, on Hulu or Amazon. You will see me transform on that show. And I, I want to give those producers credit. Every time I have, I, I give them a shout out that they were so authentic. They were so um, in integrity in how we filmed that show, making sure that every experience was organic. And, you know, these shows, sometimes you don't know yeah. how staged it is or and you don't know how they're going to edit you, by the way. You sign like a 25 page document signing your life away, your rights away that, that it may not even air and you don't get your money back. Hmm. Like 
you know, of this, all this money you gave away. And, and th- that wasn't a concern, but it was just funny. Cause I was thinking, I never even thought of that happening. Like, you know, yeah. you do this. And so, so you, you, that was to let people know you're not, you can, you're not just doing this for the PR. You're not yeah. just like, this may not even happen. This is about the experience. The moment I knew something had to change was it was halfway through that week. Keep in mind, I'm living on welfare wages. I am like working with homeless people. I didn't want to come back. Mm. And the reason was I had space and time that I had not had in, I would say, probably five years. Since when my dad died in 2008, I just threw myself into the business and um, whole hog. Like, I guess looking back, it's just how I processed, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it was space and time, and I didn't have a schedule. I didn't have my phone. No one could reach me. And so, you know, the first two days were weird, you know, just eating pasta and peanut butter. And then I'm like, this is great. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like I get to mm-hmm. talk with people and think about what I want to do with my life. And I mean, this sounds so funny to say, but I really knew the beginning of that week. And um, at the end of that show, show, you'll see me, they film me going into the big beach house and shutting the door. And it's kind of the end and the music comes on. But what they don't show you is me literally falling on the floor and saying, like, look, I've reached all my goals. God, I want you to use me. Show me what's mm. next. Use me. Like, I'm I'm open. Like, I'm, I'm ready. Let's just do this. And so I started by just trimming away little things here or there. If people who followed me probably saw that. We'd, like, blow up the programs, and they went away. And then we'd end this thing. And, and little by little by little by little until mm. it got to the big layers that were the really hard discussions, like having a discussion with your team that yeah. – what you want has changed and how that's going to influence them and getting over how selfish that feels and um, losing some friendships over that, you know, trying everything you can to help them, help them start their own business, find them another position, but still there's going to be anger. There's going to be resentment there. Um, And trimming down to like the one thing that I know I'm really fucking good at and, and it's coaching and it's, it's such a simple thing, but people tell me that a conversation with me often will just flip them out in another direction. Yeah. It, it just is a paradigm shift that they're looking for. It's a new way of seeing things or even describing things or working with them to navigate through a big decision and helping them de-emotionalize it and, and then bring it back into the emotion and things I kind of just do. And I've, I was always kind of good. I think in my family, being the oldest um, is just, you know, being um, keep the peace a bit. And so I was always a bit of a negotiator and kind of like, or I'd make a joke about something, you know, you just, you just develop these life skills. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and so that was the moment I, I let go of everything in my business except coaching the clients I really loved. Mm-hmm. And those are the, for me personally, the seven and eight figure, especially female entrepreneurs. And, and you know what, I'm going to tell you though, it's changing. There's more similarities now with many of the men that I meet and work with because they are starting to approach this um, much in the same way. It's a holistic view. There's life purpose involved. Um, it's not about like target, goal, get it, you know. It's um, There's an evolution typically. And um, interestingly enough, typically my clients are over 40. I, even when I was younger, those are the ones that I would attract because yeah. that's – it's usually that next um, – that next evolution that's really powerful. And and also it's a great place to be. Your confidence is there. You know who you are. You know what you're not interested in. And that's an exciting time to work with clients. I I love how you said the evolution or the holistic approach. I know we chatted about that earlier, but I know 
for me, and I kind of shared with this uh, early on or before we hit record, but it was a few months ago, maybe even six months ago now. I don't know where the time goes. I'm, I'm so in the work every day. But uh, a few female listeners reached out saying, why is it all men on your podcast? I never really thought of it. And I was like, you're right. Like it was, it's all been men from, and, and many of them have like this Navy SEAL background or this, this, atta- <laughs> a, this attack mode that I'm I, killing. yeah, that I really resonated with until I got so exhausted from just doing something from an attack and kill mode that I started exploring other options. And literally the emails that came in for me seeking out um, female guests kind of led me down to even other styles of coaching. I went down to LA for like this 10 day experience that opened up my heart and soul. And I, I don't, I think I cried five hours a day for 10 days straight. And it opened up this whole new way of, I guess, being and running a business. And now I don't wake up every morning and look at goals like I used to. I wake up and I'm just like, what's the feeling I'm after? How do I want, how do I want to feel? And it's changed everything for me. Yeah. So I appreciate you saying that because I, I, I guess you see it with clients too, is like clients are either either one way or either the other way. And I don't yeah. know why we live in this duality. I know I can relate being like that for a long time. This like, it's either this way or this way. It's either this way or this way. But in the middle is absolutely possible too. And playing within the full spectrum of yeah. all this beautiful shit that we got inside is, is really cool. I love cool. what you said. I love what you said about the, um, I've always felt more at ease being pulled to a vision than accomplishing goals. Yeah. So feeling mm. into it, like seeing it, feeling into it, following it. I truly believe that's the new model. Yeah. You got to balance it out with, you know, you got to make sure the bills are paid, the numbers are adding up, like there's the practical side of it. But um, it was probably, now I'm lining it up in my mind. I mean, it was a few years ago when all this was really evolving that I, I let go of goals. I felt guilty about not reaching them. They were always a mismatch. I, like they'd be in a notebook and I'm like, I would just kind of fake it yeah. years ago. So this must've been like 2005. I'm sitting in a seminar with, um, I'm, I'm dating myself cause he's dead. Um, <laughs> blood. Jim, I like it. Jim, Jim Rohn. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing, right? Uh, Dennis Waitley. I think, is he still around? I don't know. Brian Tracy. He's still getting out there. Yeah. I, I don't know how. He they, still does they, this thing. They, I see his YouTube they, videos. They, yeah, they prop him up and I don't yeah. Does he still have the red tie? He's still doing the red mm, tie? I think so. I don't know. He's doing his thing though. He may have gotten freshened a bit, like got a stylist. Um, but as these old guys, a man, like it, it was, it was a great conference. Uh, very linear though, right? Linear. They had a whole session on goal setting and you were just supposed to sit yeah. there in 10 categories and set your goals. And I remember like, seeing the guys do it. And, and, um, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to do this. They're all having an easy time with it. And I just, it was so hard for me. I couldn't just arbitrarily kind of pick these goals. And, and, um, so the vision, the vision is where I think, um, it's this whole other way of bringing an alignment into what you do. So yeah. don't feel guilty right now. If you don't have goals, especially right now, you know, in the middle of all this, this stuff going on, um, but have permission to ease into a new vision. Just start like allowing yourself to go there. And I, and I think that could be the new opening. I love that. I love that. And I think that kind of ties it back around to when we were talking about hidden opportunity. I truly, truly, if this is what you meant by it, I fully align with, with what you're saying. But that um, just the whole idea, I, I honestly, if you don't have purpose or vision in your business, people can sniff it from a mile away. And I, again, the influencer and like this, the, the quick, you know, sales messages and, and fancy copy is very important. Yeah. But if there's like that, that X factor or that vision or that, that passion that's behind someone, especially in the coaching space, maybe products are different, but at least in a person to person type of business where you're exchanging, 
you know, time and emotion and, and, and all that stuff, I think that it's more important than ever to make sure that you're aligned. So you're, I mean, that's how you're going to stand out, not, not with your branding. That's yeah. a part of it, but yeah, how you're showing no, up. No, it's so true. And typically, if you feel that something's not working in your business, it's because you're resisting something. And it's because you're resisting aligning something to who you really are. And, and that sounds very simplistic, but that th this could mean so many things in your business and you got to dig down deep. Maybe it could be letting a team member go. It could be something that you're tired of doing, but you, that's attached to your identity. There are just so many levels of this, but just look at, it's a great question. You know, what am I resisting? Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so amazing. I don't want to kill the vibe off of that because because what you were sharing was so powerful, especially I, I kind of had one question in my mind of from that week where you were, you know, living on welfare wages and helping the homeless. And um, I guess coming back to the humanness of, of life and just and just experiencing that part that maybe you you didn't experience for those four or five years of, of crushing goals. Um, what do you do now? Because you're super successful and and you're doing your thing. What do you still take from that week? Like, was there one, two, or three things mm. that you were like, I will never lose this, even if I'm wherever I'm at in life, there's still some kind of rituals or something that you tap into so you still experience portions of that? Um, I think what stayed with me the most and that I'm still, I'm having a hard time with COVID right now is that I'm very much in person and high touch. Right. And, uh, you know, that show was all about just talking with people again. And I realized like, you know, it's, it's so cliche, you know, she's locked up in the ivory tower. I literally was locked up in my beach house, like that, which was looked like a castle, like in yeah. LA. And, and, um, it, I'd lost how to connect to people and it wasn't, that I wasn't trying, but I just, I was so busy. I was so busy that, um, you know, the one thing I'll be grateful to about that show among many things is just knowing when I have the space and time and give myself the permission, I always get the, uh, the answer for the next level. I always understand. And I'm really great in person. I, I love high touch. I love in person. And because especially after years of running the online programs, which still are a blessing and I still work with most of my clients virtually, I always work in live events. I always work in in-person coaching. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm having a hard time with that now, obviously, since yeah. it's not possible. But um, that week was really about high touch. And, cool. and I gave myself permission to make that part of my business again. I didn't, I think there was an ego issue in that if, if I don't have a, a program with a thousand people in it, am I still Allie Brown? Right. right. And, um, I mean, that took a few years to undo in yeah. my head, um, that it wasn't about the biggest and the best. It was about who I am and the influence and, and, um, work that I do with the people I work with. Okay. Okay. I got, I got one more question on that topic. Yeah. Um, and you're welcome to answer this or not if you don't want, but I'm, I'm always so mm, curious about this question because I'll get, and you know, we're all in our different levels of success and whatever that means, but I'll have people just be like, oh my God, like, you know, you made a, what did it feel like when you made $50,000 or $80,000 on that launch or that month or whatever? And I'm just like, I don't, there's still problems. Like I'm still, it's, it's just different problems, but I don't know if I More feel, zeros. It's like, and just different problems. And, and I still have things going on in my life. So when I hear your story and, and through that, um, you know, through the trenches there and rebuilding and, and making your business yeah. really aligned with you, what, what are things that if you're, if you're open to sharing, cause I think sometimes we think it's going to end and 
I I don't know if it does. Maybe it does, and, and maybe you have nothing to share you mean here. Like but the money, like no, not money even the part? money. Just the just the like no, just through the oh, business the, or just through the just stop. That everything would just stop. Like I I that I I would have shot myself in the foot, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Even, and, and even like right now, as you keep growing, do things keep yeah. coming up, or you have to make the hard choices of like, wait, is this aligned? Oh, like letting go, it every, never ends, right? Every month, yeah, it, it doesn't end, and so that's the bad news, everybody. Yeah. Okay, so so money, by the way, doesn't also solve solve your problems. It makes life really. Uh, I heard someone describe it saying money is like a lubricant; everything just flows more easily. You know, everything just kind of slides more easily. You're more comfortable, um, but yeah, there's here's the interesting thing. I sometimes miss the naivete of when I started mm. because as you get more successful and the more businesses you've built or changed, like, you know, more what can go wrong and you, you know, more, um, you may have, com- have, have built up confidence in one area, you know, like a muscle, but not the other area. And so, and you do have more to lose sometimes, yeah. right? Like as I'm recording this now with you, I mean, I'm in my house, I have uh, twins. They're going to be seven soon. My mom, we moved her down here with us. She lives in the casita. You know, originally we moved her down to help with the kids, but we're taking care of her. Um, you know, it's kind of flipped and, and there's just, there's more weight to everything now. And, um, this is where, oh man, if you're probably not going to see where the next page is turning and that's the scary thing. Right. And this is where, um, you know, I, I always feel I'm spiritual and then realize that like, I, I'm sometimes like, Hey, um, I need to check it. I haven't talked to you in a while cause things were great. So <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> it's great. the time to tune back in, you know? And ask for help, whatever you call that higher power, ask for help, make space, make time, process, um, you you will be brought the answer. It may not right. be what you think you're looking for, though. So things arrive in different ways, or you, know, you may be thinking you're going to build a program in a certain way, and then that way just falls apart. For example, live events, right? A lot of people yeah. are having trouble. Like, I just launched a new organization based on live events. Awesome, right? right? So a lot of changes, yeah. a lot of, um, I'm so sick of the word pivot. I'd like another word. Can yeah, you give yeah, me another yeah. word? Well, I have, I keep writing down allowing. I mean, that's not really the idea, <laughs> but, but really yep. you're just allowing it yeah, to happen. It's a, it's a bit of, it's, it's strategy mixed with surrender. Yeah. Surrender. And, yeah. and this is the part where everyone stops because it freaks them out and it's freaky. And, and I get asked this often and I will say, I don't know. I don't want to say I don't get scared anymore, have those moments, but I definitely, once I breathe and recenter, and I'm like, I've always been okay. Yeah. And I've always somehow manifested what I've needed or been brought what I needed. Yeah. And I get what I need when I need it. And um, sometimes it doesn't look the way I think it would, but when you look back in your life and, and you know, if you're listening to this right now and you're above ground and you're having a good day, you've been looked after. Someone's taking care of you. Someone's looking after you, right? Um, and this is where it's different for everybody, but you have to develop your own version of faith, whatever that looks like. And faith is belief in the unseen. It's belief in things that may not make sense, but it's a quiet, calm knowing that you will be okay. And and I'm glad you asked this because people think you get to a certain level. Oh, this much money in the bank, I will feel this. Um, you know, when the business gets to this size, I will feel X. Um, and you got to let go of these attachments because it could look totally different 
if you allow it to. And I love that word allow. Isn't that like e- there's that ease to that word. It's just such a beautiful word. Yeah, it was it was like my greatest disappointment. And I was like I was a goal crusher and every time I hit a goal, I was like is this all there is? Like just got it. Nah, next goal, next goal, next goal. And finally, stupid me, after 100 of these realized it's not the goal. It's not the attainment of the goal. Um, and I was just literally missing life going by, just so honed in on a goal. So just by being giving myself permission to um, kind of expand and just look at things and actually take it in just was a game yeah. changer for me. And not being so damn hard on myself when things didn't go my way, uh, which yeah. I could still fall into. So it's just, it's an amazing, like, it's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, allowing. Um, okay, okay. So so for everyone listening, and I can already read minds here. They're just like, this is great. This is great. But I need to make some money. I need some clients. I need some strategies. I need to. This is. I'll. I'll. I'll do this stuff. Yeah, once we'll do the deep money. stuff later. Yeah, later. Yeah. I need. I need. I need a quick hit here. Like, help <laughs> me, me out. Help me and out. And that's fine. Start like that, right? Of course. Start of course. Way. I think there's an evolution. Yeah. So, yeah. You've worked with a lot of people. You love the coaching space. In 2020, I don't know what month. When month? May? April? May? We're in May. Yeah, it's God, May. I, no, May. it's May, Gosh. right? Yeah, it's May. So. For someone who's you know behind their keyboard or building the thing, and maybe they have somewhat of a message dialed in, and they, they you know they kind of know what they want to do, and they want to help this kind of person, they have some of that figured out. What do you think? And I know this is a difficult question. You say it right on your website is you don't deal with specific strategies. You look at the overall yeah. picture, so it's a little difficult. But what are some things that seem to be working? And some of these might be universal for the last thirty years that people yeah. can sort of really hone in their focus on. Um, you know, instead of maybe starting a podcast or something better they can do to get those clients. Yeah. Well, and this is where you got to remember, this is mostly about conversations, whether it's an online process or offline process. The more you try to hide behind a process, though, the, the less this will work, especially right now. I mean, the 15-step the, the funnels and all that, the, it had its time, right? Yeah. And there's still ways, of course, you want to court leads and convert them and all that. Mm-hmm. But really, um, I'll tell you a few clients that I'm working right now that have moved into the high seven and eight figures. What's working is still a lot of the phone conversation sales mm-hmm. is where mm-hmm. the programs will lead. Mm-hmm. Um, high-priced one-on-one work is still very in demand right now, especially mm-hmm. because everyone wants to try to do the group things. You know, I think I think I heard that you still work occasionally with small groups and clients as well, Lucas. Right? Yeah, yeah. So like we, people yeah. are craving that. They're yeah. craving the high touch right now. Yeah. Some there's there's always going to be a portion of your audience that doesn't want the damn webinar. They don't want the damn course. Yeah. They want to talk to somebody. Yeah. So don't forget them because it's often the easiest path to great cash. Yeah. yeah. Easiest path. Um, something that changed my coaching business when I started doing them is the VIP days, which some of you are familiar with. It's just a one day with a client, which you can now do virtually. But people want that private one-on-one attention, and you can charge very well for those. You know, in, in past when I work with people of many different levels, you know, we had very, beginners even just charging three grand a day, right? Yeah, yeah. All the way up to like thirty thousand for a day of the individual individual attention. I do them now for fifteen. It's kind of an half day. I don't like a eight hour day anymore. I'm like, yeah, why am I doing yeah. an eight hour day? Um, yeah, and yeah, and I love them because I go deep with clients, and it's it's some of it's like some of the, my favorite thing I do. You know, going deep with them. So so look at what your industry is not offering that you could. Be aware of the formulas out there. Look at what is – if there's any way for you to do even the opposite of what everyone's doing, 
And this is where the, it like gets that. ballsy. It gets really ballsy. But that's basically what I did as I was looking at the whole industry and I'm going, everyone is doing these like six weeks, six months, throw them in a big group and like everyone have at it kind of thing. And I'm like, ah, because I, I had done that for so long. And I said, well, you know, no one offers one-on-one deep coaching mentoring anymore. So I'm going to do that for a specific type of client risk. When I said, I'm only going to work with this percentage of business owners and it's a very small percentage the ones that break seven figures Mm -hmm. so you know look at any way that you could do things differently than everyone else i I think you mentioned mentioned the keyword of of specific clients there because i know when i did group stuff i was like eh, like because we work with so many people i was like i didn't even want to work with one-on-one because they just weren't my perfect specific client for one-on-one work. So it's just yeah. all about defining, even when you have multiple programs in your business and it's still different avatars because a, a group coaching program is going to be great for maybe just start someone starting who needs a little bit more space and won't take one-on-one time you know, to its full advantage because there's a bit of a thought process and a bit of a learning and a bit of an allowing process to discover things and they don't want to be burning up 500 bucks an hour. So it sounds like when you got specific um, on your one-on-one clients, every one-on-one conversation you have you probably yeah. love your clients because you wouldn't have it any other way. Whereas if you're just trying to get everybody into a one-on-one program, it can, yeah. well, it kills your vibe. I've, I've experienced that too. And you know? if you have the guts to do it early on, you know, go, uh, people are always terrified to pick a niche because it seems small, right? Because you're like, oh, I want most followers and I yes. want, the, it, it's all these false metrics that yes. you got to give up unless you're a cons- brand, right? And you want to go after everybody, then you're going to have to narrow down. Sometimes it happens whether you like it or not, because you're going to have to choose. But yeah. man, that makes your marketing then so easy. Yes. You know exactly who you're targeting, how to talk to them. You're not scared to say certain things anymore because they're your people. It changes everything. But we don't like that there's maybe less people in the seminar. Doesn't look as good, right? Yeah. Less yeah. followers. Um, it it's it just is a symptom though of where you're gonna end up having to go anyway. Unless, you know, there's the occasional, you know crazy success story of someone who goes like on mass market. But, um, but really like if you're talking about fastest path to cash, it's get clear on who you are, who you're talking to, what you can offer that no one else says. That's really the bottom line. Sounds like small numbers, very small group of people you want to target, very small uh, one-on-one type coaching program and not so small numbers because you'll charge accordingly, but it just sounds like specificity um, is the fastest way. But then if you want to grow scale, I guess that's where people uh, really, I mean, the group coaching and the courses are really yeah. enticing because that's now when you're you like, keep it yeah. up. Yeah. If, if, but if you don't have that locked in first, that's yeah. where you, you've seen it too. People can spend a lot of money, right? I, I've had people come in the door for VIP days and suddenly their, their monthly overhead is insane because they've built this kind of machine that they really have a low net in the end. And so we, we, di- it's like CSI. We're like dissecting this yeah. thing and, and taking it apart and going, okay, well, this part's working and this is why they're coming. Why don't we relaunch it just as that part? And then your net is like three times as much and you can fire your whole team. And they're like, yay. I love so, that. I love that. I <laughs> you love know, that. Again, there's no, I'm not giving advice to blow up your program if it's working, but yep, yep. it's the questioning that no one does. Yeah. And what yeah. scares me that I see is everyone's like, oh, this is how you do it. Yeah. No one who's done anything really, um, I'm going to use my word iconic that I talk about a lot in this lifetime has done what everyone else is doing. Yeah. And I don't think anyone listening to your show is really ready to do that either. I love that. I love that. I think there's certain 
anchor points or certain uh, kind of like if you're learning how to paint or learning how to rock climb, there's certain techniques that always work. But within that lies this beautiful canvas that you can really paint whatever the fuck you want. And, 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 and you, you, you've got the paintbrush. You can do whatever you want within the rules, certain rules. So it sounds like you've, you've got some kind of structure, but, um, but paint, like this is your, this is your yeah. business. I like how you said the seven-figure thing too because I went to this seminar which was all these seven-figure business owners and I started diving into their actual profits and I was like, you guys make less than me and I have <laughs> half or a third of the business you have because I've always loved margins and I'm just like, why take on more complexity? They don't even know that word. I know. It's, um, can I tell you a secret too? The last secret I'll tell on this one. Um, oh, is more that secrets, more secrets. When I, when I blew up that business, right? Like the, the big, the business was doing all that and re-engineered it. I got down to, I got down to three VAs and myself and my net was higher. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now my, I was doing more manual labor. Some people would say, Oh, you're coaching people personally, but I'd rather do that than be on team and launch calls all day. Like it, it was a, it was night and day for me. So you've got to, you know, I'm not saying it can't be done, but like everyone needs to just step back and look at the facts yeah. and question things. Yeah. And, you know, there was a point that the, that the goals, um, were important to me. I wanted to break the, the 1 million, 5 million, 10 million, because they had, um, also opportunities associated with that. You'd be invited into certain circles and awards and things. Once I kind of got through that, I was like, you know, what matters now, what I bring home for me and my family and, and it changed everything. And once I gave myself permission to not make that feel small, you know, because it was the ego again yeah, playing yeah, that. Yeah. Um, once sure. I gave myself permission, my God, I work three days a week, you know. Um, you know, we live in Arizona. It's sunny like all year. We're hiking, swimming. You know, I love being with the kids right now. They're at a great age. They're asking amazing questions. And we have these conversations about life. And, and um, you know, just give yourself permission to make this look like what you really want of that i think this thing can all be summed up with really defined and this is something i love doing but just define your version of success and don't let me don't let ali don't let gary v don't let anybody (laughs) else um tell you what what success looks like because i think you know how do you want to spend your day how do you want to spend every minute of the day your month your year what do you want your business to look like do you want to earn sixty thousand dollars a year working two days a like awesome, amazing. That's not my goal, but that's amazing. Like build that, and if it changes, like it sounds like you've gone through this beautiful evolution, um, it'll change. Like it, whatever, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So cool, so amazing. Uh, I ask every single guest this, and some I've have got tripped up and don't have an answer. You're not gonna have a problem with this, <laughs> but if if you were to mm, knock on wood, but if, 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 if you were to leave this world and you could leave us with one thing, one idea, one thing that you wish was handed down to you when you started this journey, I'm sure maybe we even talked about it, whether that's business, personal, whatever, it doesn't matter that yeah. you take as, I mean, this is like, if, if you have some kind of creed or some kind of belief system, this is probably number one on your list right now. What, what would that be? That's no pressure, right? No pressure. Um, <laughs> all the time in the world we can we can cut it and, and at the at the risk of avoiding clichés i think i'm going to relate it to our current time in that question everything i love that i love that i love that i'm going to leave it at that um, cuz it's so perfect yeah yeah it's so powerful <laughs> I, I just think of my dad right away how instilled that he he put that in me as question everything even me he'd say that and i was like huh Okay, question mm. everything. I love that. It's so powerful. Wise man. 
Thank you, Ali. Um, Ali, we will, um, any, any links, I'm sorry, I forgot one thing, any links we'll have below, but where can people find you? Yeah, um, my podcast is called Glambition Radio. We still have men listen, but I interview amazing female leaders. Uh, we just had Ellen Latham, who co-founded Orange Theory, billion-dollar company. Um, Reshma Sajani, Girls Who Code organization, like mixed in with some of the everyday success stories as well, and what they did to become so successful. Um, and uh, you know, I'm active on all the social. I have a LinkedIn newsletter. I have a live web show that's on social every Monday and Thursday right now. So you'll find me. AllieBrown.com can lead you there. Awesome. We'll have all the links below. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.